Mike's rolling. Audio continues to roll. <laughs> Audio Good. continues to roll. All the cameras are rolling. I, can, I will touch nothing. Josie is rolling. <laughs> I will be quiet in this corner. No one will ever know. You I'm say that. <laughs> I will not touch this. No one will touch that. You you're say you're that. in a very small spot. Are you sure you want to sit there? I thought it was cozy. Okay. I mean, if you're cozy, as long as you're cozy. Do it I would right. forget that that chair was behind me almost immediately and knock it with my foot. I will not. <laughs> Christian. Welcome to Fine Pairings. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. And today we're doing Kingsman. Woo. I get to know what that is. <laughs> I guarantee you will not. So fun for me. I mean, I think you will, but I've been on this podcast enough. I don't think you're going to get it. <laughs> I don't, not like in my soul, but like I hopefully will be able to relay the plot to someone if they ask me what it is. Nope. I don't ah. think so. Well, never mind. Uh, I'm again, just based on how I explained it to you last week. And I think you still don't know. <laughs> but though maybe this time I will get it. It's that I've actually I've been doing some Googling to be like, try and spark some thoughts in my brain. Is it to, that? It, is it like, is it like Oceans, one of the Oceans no, movies no, where it's just no, like a complicated no, heist? Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, well, never mind. Um, it is the spy version of My Fair Lady. <laughs> in what way? In what, how? In that. Is someone a bad spy and they have to become a good no, spy? No, okay. don't try and guess. <laughs> Let's just tell me then. So... Eggsy, our main character. Eggsy? Yes, it is a nickname. Okay, I Like Baba Booey. Sure, sure, sure. Muggsy. Okay. Eggsy. Eggsy. So his name is Eggsy. Uh, yes. Yes. He, we're in Britain. Yes. And he lives in, I can't remember, like, he, he lives- One of the boroughs or something? He, yeah, he lives in oh. one of, like, the not posh areas. Mm-hmm. So he is, like, he's, like, a rough around the edges. Okay. And what happens is that he gets in trouble for stealing a car, mm. and his- he remembers he has this phone number to call one of his dad's friends that uh, after his dad passed when he was like four, he oh. had this like, uh, if you ever need help, mm. call this number. Okay. And so he's in jail and he calls this number and this really posh guy shows up in like uh, okay. impeccable suit. This person, Harry Hart, uh, decides that he would like to audition Exe to be part of this secret service of British spies. Okay. And but they have to polish them up. Yes. Teach them how to speak right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's that the, the spies. Yeah, the spies are super posh and mm-hmm. there's like a special suit place you go. And so Eggsy has to learn like manners and how to hold a gun and like all of that stuff. And so Kingsman, like the first movie, is him like auditioning. There's a set number of positions in Kingsman and a yeah. position had opened up. They are being put through like a series of trials. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they are also trying to, like, Harry is trying to figure out um, who killed the last Kingsman, the Kingsman who they're trying to fill a spot of. Yeah. Anyway, Eggsy is, like, making it along in the uh, trials because he, like, does things differently. So he, like, approaches things differently. So the other Kingsmen are sort of like, I don't know, he's kind of, like, not posh enough, basically, to be in this. Yeah. And Harry's like, um, I think this is good. I think we can make it work. Yeah. So... That is the uh, 
dynamic that will lead us into our fic is that Harry like mentor role and Eggsy uh, mentee role. Uh, Harry is like a a Kingsman. He's not like coming out of retirement or anything. No, no, no. Okay. Um, You were a Kingsman until you die. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. And then they all have code names that are like King Arthur. So the head of Kingsman is Arthur. And then all of the Kingsmen have Knights of Round Table names like Galahad and Lancelot. So at some point he can't be Eggsy anymore. (laughs) Yes. I mean, he's, I, I mean, they still keep their regular Darn. names. It's not like men in black where they're like, no, now, you're, now you're just J. We've deleted all the other letters in your name. Um, sure. So, but yes. And they do, in fact, and it's, a, you should see this movie. It's got beautiful choreography. Sounds fun. It's very, um, apparently it was based on a comic book series. Oh, okay. That tracks. Um, then what's happening in the first Kingsman is the villain Valentine is like a eccentric billionaire <laughs> who wants to, Shadowhunters. <laughs> yes, who is trying to save the world. And what he is doing is he is kidnapping, um, basically all of the demons. What is he doing? What is he doing? He's going to basically like Thanos the world okay. and like snap and everyone is going to die aside from people he has decided oh, okay. get to stay. He's like antidoting them or something. Yeah. So okay. he is like putting, sure. uh, he puts like a microchip in their neck mm. and that's what's going to like save them from whatever thing he does. And then okay. like, so it's a, uh, it's a very interesting. This is the first movie or the second movie? This is the first movie. Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> it's really not when you watch it. I know, but like, I just assumed everybody was looking for whoever killed James or whatever the guy who died. Um, yes, that and that me. and that Sorry. was and that was yeah. And the answer was uh, Valentine killed him. Oh, well, surprise! <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't. I was like, Spoilers. Uh, yeah, the one villain did the crime. Crazy. Yeah, I, yeah. I was like, I don't know how to tell you. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, so this fic. Yeah. What was the what was the fan fiction like? Did you look at Imitation Game at all, or was that kind of a dead end? There wasn't a lot of Imitation. I'm game. not surprised. Yeah, and I knew there would be a lot of Kingsmen because I have seen a lot of it on Tumblr because mm. I was already like, if it's based on a comic book, which I didn't know, that really makes it. Yeah, and yeah, I think, and sense. a lot of people ship Harry and Eggsy, and on yeah. some level, I both get it and don't they have like a very close relationship um so i like understand is why it's there much older than him yeah it's um oh. colin oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, firth firth it's that every time i like think i'm gonna mess up and say feral and then be like <laughs> it's one. the wrong colin so yes it's colin firth so that is i, their I assumed difference. he was like kind of a surrogate dad role because yes yeah yes which that Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I did read a bunch of them and then none of the authors didn't get back to me in time. And then I was like, out of curiosity, this fandom is big enough. I wonder if there's anything in Orphan Account. Mm. And so this is an Orphan Account. Woo! This is, this, <laughs> Safety. Yeah, this is a Orphan <laughs> fic and I kind of don't know why it is. Who knows why people orphan things? They're not just because they're weird or bad or yeah, some nope. people just do it. Just We'll never know. So this is an orphan fic. The fic is called Every Club's Got a Secret Handshake. Okay. I'll explain things as they come up. I guess the main, the first thing you need to know is during the first movie, Kings, the first Kingsman, um, Harry does, uh, he gets shot in the head and oh, um, okay. he does survive. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's in, <laughs> but yeah, he is in a coma for a while. Uh, okay. And so this is uh, at the end of that. When he's coming out of his coma. He's out of his coma. Oh, good. Okay. Yes. <laughs> what's his coma status? Oh, and I should introduce Yeah, I was going to say, what's our fancy drink? Okay. So what I was looking up, I was like, what do they drink in Kingsman? Eggsy's like favorite martini. So he was taught how to make a martini by- Classic spies. By Harry. <laughs> 
this martini recipe is um, gin stirred for 10 seconds. Don't add any vermouth. So it's not a martini. So it's gin. <laughs> it's just And I was gin. like, and then probably an olive. And stir, I was like, why do you stir it? I don't know to aerate it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just stirred. It's sure. just stirred gin. For ice? And no, no. <laughs> just gin. No vermouth. Touch the gin a little bit. <laughs> That's the recipe. And then I was like, you know, that feels not like a cocktail. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. It's not a cocktail. And so what I then Googled was I was like, maybe I could do an inverse of this. And so I Googled queen and gin. And oh, a king. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see where we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then what came up is this is this uh, was apparently Queen Elizabeth's favorite cocktail. Oh. Um, which is Dubonnet and gin, which is, so it's two ounces of Dubonnet, which is a red aperitif uh, is it, wine. Is it like a, like Lilith? That's how it's made. I don't remember what an aperitif wine. It's I not for, no, fortified. No. I know there's different things you can do with wine. I don't know what the difference Dubonnet. is. Dubonnet. It is a proprietary blend of red wine, herbs, and spices. Oh, okay. So I think it's just a, it's a, a more pungent a sweet, ar- wine. aromatized, wine-based, whatever, uh, quinquina, often enjoyed as an aperitif. Okay. It's a blend of fortified, fortified wine, herbs, and spices. All right. Anyway, so the uh, queen's favorite cocktail is two ounces of Dubonnet, an ounce of gin, and then you put a lemon slice in it, and then you submerge it under two identical cubes of ice. <laughs> so I did that. Did it explain why? I'm assuming the ice just submerges the lemon. Oh, yeah. So that it so gets it down is, in there. It's like a tea. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's so it's you're like not actually squeezing a lemon in there, but you like slowly get I was going to say, yeah, there's no lemon juice in this, so it's just the hintiest hint of lemon. Yes. But yes, I don't know why Ooh. two identical ice cubes, aside from it just sounds fancy. The queen is specific. <laughs> yeah. You can't be like, here's your dirtiest ice. Here's your shitty ice. <laughs> When you were joking off mic about like what my cocktail book would look like, yeah. like throw some dumb ice in there, <laughs> some stupid ice in there. Yeah, I couldn't do. The queen doesn't do that. No. So anyway, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh. oh, it's interesting. The Dubonnet is. Um, I am getting a little bit not sangria, like not that much, but like yeah, those like aromatic notes with the red wine. I barely yeah. taste gin. Yeah, it's very smooth. Mm-hmm. It's very smooth. Mm. It does have the. There's like a pretty. Not tan, it's like a tanniny taste, mm. but, but it's, it's not, not that, with like, the dryness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I yeah, think gin must do something. Yeah, but it's the is gin it, sweet. No. no, vermouth is sweet. That's what I'm thinking. Vermouth of. is sweet. There's no vermouth. Never mind. Um, so yes, it's like the Dubonnet. It's like you get like the flavor of red wine without the dryness, like the cheek drying yeah. from the tannins. Mm. So you mm-hmm. just like taste the flavor. Of, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Mm. I could see why a fancy old woman would like this. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It's simultaneously fancy, but then like very simple. Yeah. I think it's just Dubonnet is something I, I hadn't heard of until you me told neither. me I had to buy some. I know. I didn't either. And I, I Googled to make sure it was something you could buy before I... Like, I was very kind to me and wrote Dubonnet parentheses aperitif wine. <laughs> because I was like... <laughs> she knew I would have no idea where to start looking for that. I, I wouldn't know, know either. I'd yeah. be like, where to go for Made that? Made it really much easier to find at the liquor store. Anyway, into our fic. Every club's got a secret handshake. Harry Hart's hands surely shouldn't shake. Oh, I'm so sorry. She shells, she shells. By the seashore. Beginning. I know. <laughs> and unfortunately, this is going to, this is almost like a five plus one. Oh, no. 
So I'm gonna have to keep saying of alliteration. That. Oh no no no. Oh, okay. No, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to say that sentence <laughs> multiple oh. times. All right. Harry Hart's hands surely shouldn't shake. She sells. She sells. Fuck that up. <laughs> they do now, of course, but they didn't always. Harry is the one who taught Eggsy to make the perfect martini. The the gin. <laughs> okay. I'll make you call it a martini. There's no vermouth in it. If you, if you put an olive in it. If you put an olive in it, then it's a gin with an olive. <laughs> but if it's in a martini glass. And you're really trying to make me think that this is a martini until I taste it. Yeah. <laughs> Harry is the one who taught Eggsy to make the perfect martini, who could play at least three different instruments, and who used to be a doctor with a cool head and a surgeon's touch. His hands had saved lives, changed lives, and they still do both of those things. But Harry's being a blind tit over the whole thing. <laughs> Is that a bird? Nope. Oh, no, just a literal? Just a literal. He's being a boob. Oh, well, all right. The my fair lady of it all, he does still swear. Yeah. Being a blind tit over the whole thing and can only think about what he's lost and not what he's kept. The doctors, Merlin, another Kingsman, had told Eggsy that although the bullet hadn't lodged within the brain, it had done plenty of damage without needing to. Yeah. It broke the skull over Harry's inner temple, just over his eyebrow, narrowly avoiding taking out the eye entirely. Was it going from his... The side? Um, in the movie, he is shot at point blank range. No, you... Well, okay, sure, dude. So everyone thinks he's dead? Yeah, I, yes. That is the only thing that could happen. <laughs> and, then, and then he's not. I'm not going to question the logic. Someday, Grace, when you watch this movie... I'll be like, that man should be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I broke the skull over Harry's inner temple and just over his eyebrow, narrowly avoiding taking out the eye entirely. Although they reconstructed the area, there was still some high chance of heavy scarring and some idiosyncrasies with skull formation afterwards. Maybe a cool scar. Maybe a cool scar. We'll see. There was also swelling around the brain. Bad Mm. swelling. And until it went down and Harry woke up, they couldn't tell what the lasting neurological effects might be. He might not remember Eggsy. Yeah. He might not remember the Kingsman. Yeah. He might not remember how to talk, how to walk, how to smirk at Eggsy and call him an idiot without saying a word. He might not be Harry. No. It's so beautiful it hurts when Harry wakes up for longer than a minute or two, actually wakes up and focuses on Eggsy and says in a voice thick from disuse but perfectly clear, I have a devil of a headache, Eggsy. Oh. He blinks at Eggsy in a smile. Yeah. <laughs> You're kind of firm. Well, sorry, buddy. Yeah. He blinks Oof. at Eggsy in his smart dark suit and his smart dark glasses and his stupid sappy smile and he adds wryly, I take it we won then. Gentlemen don't brag, Eggsy, even in their actions. Harry chides, seeing Eggsy's shit-eating grin, and the boy's grin turns into a gawk. You beat up an entire entire bar of tossers just to show off for me, he points out incredulously, and Harry laughs for the first time in three months. And when Harry does this, and Merlin comes running in to check on him, and breaks into a rare, relieved smile at the sight of Harry awake, aware, and actively laughing at Eggsy. Eggsy can't stop grinning either, because Harry is okay. His Harry is okay. Ugh, man. Later, the bandages come off. The dip in the bone is barely noticeable, all things considered. <sighs> Sorry, the phrase dip in the bone just viscerally <laughs> made me feel gross. <laughs> but, but should I have dips? <laughs> and the scarring isn't as bad as it should have been. Eggsy thinks that he looks rather dashing with the star bur- with a starburst scar, cutting mm. through his eyebrow mm. rakishly. Yeah. And spreading a little onto his forehead like he's Harry Potter yeah. instead of Harry Hart. Zuka. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Hart. Okay, sure, yeah. sure, sure, but still. The man who lived. <laughs> Harry frowns yeah. when he sees the outcome. <laughs> yeah. Harry frowns when he sees the outcome himself, vain bastard, and he doesn't seem too put off. Harry Hart seems to be the luckiest man in the world. 
And then they realize that his hands aren't just shaking from weakness or disuse or any other vaguely annoying but ultimately temporary state. They are just shaking and they won't ever stop. And that's when Harry looks like his world is going to end. Not when he got shot. Not when V-Day was literally ending the world, Valentine. Hmm. But now when he looks down at his shaking hands and realizes that his whole life is going to change. He's lost this one thing from his brush with death. Not his life. Not his mind. No, Harry Hart has lost his hands, and to mm. him, that is a thousand times worse. <sighs> a Kingsman, I get it, yeah. yeah. He was like a doctor and stuff, too. Yeah. A Kingsman needs steady hands, he tells Eggsy. I'll resign quietly, he tells Merlin. Mm. Eggsy will make an admirable Galahad, he tells them both. And both of them tell Harry that he can kindly fuck off if he thinks he's getting off that easily. Kingsman once had an agent with two prosthetic arms. Yeah, I was going to say, you can do stuff without your hands. Yeah. You're a spy. You're not an assassin. I mean, you might also be an assassin, but like. And she had been one of the best agents they had ever had. Merlin tells Harry primly, so Harry's problem is nothing to ax him over. He can't resign anyway because he's Arthur now. And they need an Arthur or else the whole bloody organization will go to shit. Shite. There's an A at the end. And Eggsy already has a code name. Excalibur. And he's not going from being the badass sword Eggs of legend. Excalibur. Yes. Exy already has a code name, Excalibur. And he's not going from being the badass sword of legend back to being the knight with the gooeyest heart. Jesus. He technically failed the test, both. Merlin <laughs> reminds Harry one evening. I couldn't give him any of the established knighthoods without breaking some pretty big rules. The old boys pitched quite a fit over it, I can tell you. Eggsy, he failed his tests? Yes. Ah. The uh, final... Was the being proper part? (laughs) No. Um, So one of the tests is they have to... uh, They select a puppy and they are like training... So there's all these different breeds. Mm -hmm. Eggsy hilariously grabs um, a pug because he thought (laughs) it was a puppy pit bull. And (laughs) and, like all the others have like, you know, a German Shepherd, a poodle. And so like his friend who has like a poodle, she's like... He's like, oh, you got like a silly fancy one. And she's like, no, pugs are smart. Yeah, she's (laughs) like, no, so smart. And she's like, you got a fucking pug. And he's like, no, it's a pit bull. And he's like, she's like, no, it's a pug. pug. He's not going to get much bigger than that. And so like part of their training is they're like also training alongside this dog and like training them to like do all this stuff. And their final task is they are handed a gun and they are told to shoot the dog. No. Yeah. Don't do that. And yeah, fail that test. And Roxy Talk does. And Eggsy no. cannot. Yeah, you're a stupid little pug. No. <laughs> is that Eggsy is like, I absolutely cannot. No. And uh, what you find out later is that there are blanks in the gun. So Roxy did not also shoot her dog. And the lesson was, can you follow directions? This is very biblical. Of yeah. <laughs> can you follow directions? Abraham even if killing you're like, his son. Like, yes. no, I don't like that. No, yeah. this is a cult now. This is a cult now. Yeah, this, this is how cult. you know this is a cult. This is a cult. Um, so <laughs> if someone tells you to kill something you love, this is a cult. <laughs> yeah. So like Eggsy, like his whole time in Kingsman is that he's sort of, he's like, I want to do what you're telling me, but that's ridiculous. So like he's always doing something different. Not full Maverick, but like enough that we yeah. can. And so, you, know, so you like. Ag- for him. Yeah. You like agree with Eggsy. You're like, yeah, you can't shoot your fucking pug. Like he's your dog. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So technically Eggsy isn't in Kingsman. Didn't follow the directions. In so. that. Um, uh, yeah. See, because he didn't, he failed. And, but for a good reason. Technically, I couldn't give him any of the established knighthoods without breaking some pretty big rules. The old boys pitched quite a fit over it, I can tell you. So I made him a new one. Am I good or am I good? He asked with a devious smirk. It's the same smirk he gives Eggsy the same job offer, boiling it down to Arthur and his trusty Excalibur, fighting evil side by side, till death do them part. 
Sound good to you? And Merlin doesn't tell them, but both had looked at him with wide eyes and breathed. God, yes. And it does sound good. It sounds bloody amazing. And there are some hiccups on the road to bloody amazing. For example, the hands. It's because of this tortured little tongue twister that Eggsy hears every time Harry sees his hands shaking and looks a little more broken. Harry Hart's hands surely shouldn't shake. Harry's hands shake when he signs his name on all the reports and forms and other annoying pieces of paper that fall to the newly minted Arthur. The signatures always look like they've been signed during a seismic event, all squiggly and off-kilter. Eggsy sees him looking down at the pen in his hand, and he hears him think, Harry's heart, Harry Hart's, blah, blah. You got I can, this, you I got, got this, it. you got this. Harry Hart's hands surely shouldn't shake. So Eggsy badgers Merlin until the man orders, with far less reluctance than he pretends, and Eggsy knows he's seen Harry's face while signing paperwork too, that all reports must be typed and submitted electronically, to save paper, of course. Hmm. And because in this perpetual disaster zone that V-Day has created, every little bit counts. They watch Harry tap-tap, tapping away at the iPad on the table in front of him. No chance for his fingers to shake with the quick jabbing motions and no one to see if they do. And Merlin gives him a subtle nod across the briefing room until after the meeting concludes. Eggsy goes for a fist bump, but is brutally rebuffed. Merlin may be an excellent partner in crime, but he's also a bit of a prick. Why is he Merlin? Is that like a, are the names like, like rankings of, or job titles also or no? Um, Merlin is a Kingsman, but he's like their, like, he's more like their tech guy. Oh, he, oh, okay. Uh, I was like, cause like everyone knows that name. Yeah. And so I was wondering if yeah. there was some kind of like yeah. magic or wizardry. So like being a tech yeah. guy. Merlin yeah, is the, yeah, Mer- tracks. yeah, Merlin is like a tech guy and he's the one who does the testing for like new, uh, Kingsman. Uh, it's going to refer to the guy in James Bond who makes the tech. Q. Q. I was like six. That's wrong. <laughs> Harry's hands shake when he's holding a gun. Actually, Harry's hands should never, ever be holding a gun. Yeah. At least according to Merlin. Yeah. He is very careful about the way he says it, but he makes it very clear that Harry is not to be making use of a gun on base when anyone is within shooting distance, which is all the time. And he is not to be making use of a gun at all on missions, even when he's cleared for them. Eggsy sees him looking at the new recruits. Incredibly reasonable requirement. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, if your hands are shaking, you can't. can't." No, I'm sure there's other means of murder that you can do that are not as precise in that way. Correct. Eggsy sees him looking at the new recruits tromping across the green towards the shooting range, and he hears him think, Harry Hart's hands surely shouldn't shake. So Eggsy bemoans his lack of skill using grenades, EPM, uh, EMPs, flash bombs, anything that can be thrown with loose accuracy and still have devastating effects. There we go. Harry tuts and tisks over Eggsy's shortcomings and takes him aside for private lessons. Eggsy already knows exactly how to use all these things, but he watches Harry show him how to properly use a smoke bomb without choking on the fumes yourself, watches the content smile on Harry's face as he falls so easily into the familiar movements. And once Harry is done, Eggsy purposefully botches his own attempt so that Harry will have to show him again. This is so dad. This is such getting older dad energy of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to come over and just like, you know, I'll just I'll take drill, drill this thing. And it's like, no, dad, I don't know how to use a drill. Like, I... Oh, okay. Well, uh, no. man, I, 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 I biffed it. Can you show me again? Yeah. <laughs> Since you're here. Since you're here. <laughs> it's partially because it makes Harry happy. Yeah. But mostly because Harry's smile when he's happy is really fucking gorgeous. And Eggsy is selfish. Okay? Get it together. Josie. Sorry. What was that? <laughs> I, I she just like, hit the metal. Oh, oh, with the glass? I clinked my glass against the floor. I yeah. saw it on the wood and I was like, what? How? <laughs> There's lots of metal. There's metal everywhere. Under, yeah, understandable. I get it. 
Just oh, that was you. Clock. I was like, what is happening? I'm clank clanking for effect to, to remind the audio people that we are <laughs> surrounded by wood and metal. It's partially because it makes Harry happy, but mostly because Harry's smile, when he's happy, is really fucking gorgeous, and Eggsy is selfish. Okay. Somebody's into dads. <laughs> yeah. Harry's hands. Oh yeah, his dad died. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. He, he does have he does have daddy issues. Yes, you do have literal actual daddy issues. Yeah. yeah. Harry's hands shake when he's pouring tea. The saucers rattle when he carries the tray to the table. More tea ends up outside of the cup than in it when he tips the pot. And sometimes the cup jerks at his lips and a drop or two of tea ends up sloshing down his front, staining his starched white shirt or crisp blue tie. Hexie sees him peering down at his otherwise immaculate attire, and he hears him think, Harry Hart's hands surely shouldn't shake. So Eggsy gets rid of the saucers, because saucers are for ponces anyway. He pours the tea himself when he gets the chance, because Harry is teaching him to be a gentleman, and a gentleman always pours the tea for his guests. Mm -hmm. When Harry insists, Eggsy nods easily, and if the teapot tips a little as the man pours, well, Eggsy doesn't have super spy reflexes for nothing. It's a training exercise of, of sort. Catch the tea in the cup with minimal movement and without alerting the target to the danger. <laughs> if Harry spills that drop or two of tea on his tie, Eggsy will spill three or four on his own shirt and get biscuit crumbs on the lapels just for good measure. <laughs> and he just dares anyone to comment because he will kick their arses to kingdom bloody come and back if they try. Aww. Um, and then we're going to skip ahead a little bit. Harry also can't tie uh, his tie yeah, without shaking sad. and the shoes. <laughs> and then um, Eggsy is is hurt and is in a medically induced coma. And oh, Harry's Eggsy hands, is? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah, and Harry's hands shake from fear for, for yeah. Eggsy. And it's very... Everyone um, just being in comas. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a very dangerous place. Shot three rounds to the chest, two broken ribs, significant internal hemorrhaging, and yeah. swelling around the heart. Mm. And so he is in a medically induced coma to like help heal all yeah, of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ugh. eventually he does make a miraculous recovery. And Harry, like, he like wakes up and Harry like immediately is like hugging him and he's like, How? Ah. Oh, yeah. no, he, he's <laughs> like, chest. he's like, no, he maybe also cares about me. And so then Harry uh, takes him home to like recuperate. And that's where we're diving back in. Mm -hmm. Eggsy. He dutifully puts on the ridiculous fluffy and warm robe and slippers while Harry sip, slips off to make him tea. The man is a mother hen like no other. Eggsy is learning. I decided to make a chamomile because Merlin cautioned that caffeine might not be advisable for the time being and the decaffeinated ones taste rather foul. Mm. There's lemon and honey for your throat, of course, and Harry's hands are shaking when they lose their grip on the mug and it falls to the floor. Oh. It's a sturdy thing, one of Eggsy's heavy-duty ceramic monstrosities rather than Harry's bone china, so the cup remains intact. But the tea splashes everywhere, soaking Harry's shoes and the floor around them. Harry looks down at the tea seeping into the floor and through the fine leather of his shoes, and Eggsy hears him think, no, Harry's not quite thinking anything. Instead, he's feeling far too much. Eggsy can see frustration and embarrassment and distress on his face before Harry looks up and meets his eyes. And then Eggsy sees shame. Harry Hart's heart should never feel shame over his stupid shaking hands. I, I apologize. I'll get a towel, another cup, the same cup if you'd like. I could rinse it out beforehand, of course, but Harry, Eggsy interrupts, because Harry looks ready to run, and Eggsy doesn't think he can catch him with two broken ribs. Mm. And suddenly, Eggsy knows what he needs to tell Harry right now, that there's nothing wrong with his shaking hands, and Eggsy doesn't care about the floor, and there's oceans more tea where that came from. Harry, I fucking love you, and your fucking hands. Oh. 
Or now could be the perfect time to confess his undying adoration for his flustered mentor in a flurry of profanity. That too. Or whatever. (laughs) What? Harry says. And the only good thing about this situation is that Harry doesn't look ashamed anymore. He looks shocked. Flabbergast, really. And while that's better than ashamed... That will show you, throw you out of a shame spiral. That will it's throw you out of pure, pure shock of cold water. Of love. <laughs> You're in love with me? <laughs> I'm definitely feeling different. <laughs> I don't feel the same. He looks shocked. Flabbergast, really. And while that's better than ashamed, it's not exactly bolstering Eggsy's confidence about this whole confession thing. I'm sorry. I think I just misheard you. <laughs> Did you hear the part? Fair thing to maybe assume that you're just having a weird day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not hearing you correctly. Yes. I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> I had a brain injury. I'm, uh, maybe I'm going insane. <laughs> maybe I'm going insane. <laughs> this is the day. <laughs> it's, it's finally, the cows are coming home. <laughs> Did you hear the part that I love you? Yes, but I thought I made it up. <laughs> Harry nods dazedly, dazedly. And your hands? Another slow nod. Nope, you heard right. Now sit down and take off your shoes and socks before you get tea trench foot. Harry obeys, looking a little shell-shocked, towing his shoes off meekly and folding his soaking socks inside of them like they're not already ruined. He hesitates, obviously looking for an alternative seat, and finally gives in and sits on the bed. He's practically falling off the edge, so Eggsy reaches over and yanks the man closer. He settles against the covers with crossed legs and watches as Harry hesitantly does the same. He looks fairly awkward in his position. Is sort of adorable, actually. And now is not the time to be teasing. So, love, me, you. Thoughts on that? <laughs> Eggsy asks after what feels like hours of stretching silence. There what are, are your thoughts? <laughs> I feel like I've said all I need to say. Uh, rebuttal. Counterpoint? Counterpoint. <laughs> would you like to contribute? It uh, would really take the pressure off me, actually. I'm now feeling kind of weird. I feel like I can't say it again. And I feel so. like you did, in fact, hear me. So I have actually technically said it twice now. So I can't say it a third time. I'm going to, now I'm going to shut up. Now I'm going to shut up. I promise. <laughs> there are several more stretching hours before Harry answers. I don't think actual hours. I think just that awkward metaphorical. Can you imagine the like <laughs> actual literal Just hours. like sitting there for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> something. <laughs> I suppose I'm not entirely sure. I mean, of course you're fond of me. I'm your mentor and your friend. It's not really as much of a revelation as you're making it out to be. Eggsy snorts. Hmm. Yeah, no, not fond in a mentor way. Obviously. More of the strip you out of that stupidly attractive suit using only my teeth way, followed by the fuck you so hard it registers on the Richter scale way. Yeah, Topping it off. That this man. This man is old. How old <laughs> is this man? I don't know. It's like 70. Probably. Yeah. Can't say, oh, Can't say this in the middle of the 70s. Colin, place your bets. I said I, 70 feels a little old. I'm going to go 66. 62. Oh, okay. 62 is yeah. not that old. No. And he would have been at the time of this movie. Oh, like, uh, At the Actors, time, he's probably like young 20s because he like did okay. it. He like flunked out of the Marines or something. Mm. And Josie, I think you were right in that like at the time of the movie, he was probably like 50. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, he, not, that's not that yeah, old. Because uh, Kingsman came out in 2012. So he would have been like mm. 52. Yeah. He's a spry 52. <laughs> He's a spry 52. 
Yeah, no, not fond in a mentor way. More of the strip you out of that is stupidly attractive suit using only my teeth way, followed by the fuck you so hard it registers on the Richter scale way. Uh. <laughs> Topping it off with the make you tea and kiss the smile off your face for the rest of your our lives way. Harry looks, if possible, even more stunned. So, so there's that. Exe <laughs> finishes awkwardly. So That's how I feel. So I want to fuck your brains out and then, and then live happily ever after. Um, you in? You in? <laughs> and break. <laughs> Perhaps he's gone too far. He's pretty sure Harry got the point of a damning sentence or two ago. But it's, <laughs> but it's hard to stop once he started. Harry's shock slowly fades to something even worse and impossibly better. Hope. Like, it's not a sure thing. Like, it's going to be taken away at any moment. But oh, how he wants it. You realize there are dozens of reasons why this is an awful idea, Harry cautions him. I'm more than twice your age. I hold a position of authority over you. Yeah. And we have entirely different personalities that I feel clash. like spies are also not supposed to fall in love with each other. I feel like there's a couple movies about that. <laughs> Agreed. There was also that. We've learned anything from spy movies. Yeah. Just don't fall in love. Don't fall in love. <laughs> spy. No. You're just going to end up having to kill each other. Yes. Somehow. This is a dangerous place to no. be. We have entirely different personalities that clash at every opportunity. Yeah. He stops, giving Eggsy a defeated look. Like, now that he's put out these piss-poor excuses, Eggsy's going to cut and run on him. That's three. You said dozens. He quipples somewhat pettily. I could keep going. <laughs> and when Harry opens his- getting the gist yeah. of my- <laughs> and when Harry opens his mouth like he's going to start rattling off some more reasons until he reaches a dozen, Exy interrupts, and just for comparison, I can think of about a million that this is an awesome idea. Only about 50% of them have to do with the bedroom. <laughs> Only 50%? Harry echoes. Still a couple dozen. <laughs> and there is a thread to his old humor underneath the faint disbelief still present in his voice. You're rather underselling yourself. Well, 50% of a million, Exy reminds him. That sounds like a pretty good pitch to so me. So many. <laughs> I'm not the one, but I'm not the one buying. Despite the, uh, uh, wow, this word is hard. Insouciance. I don't know. Insouciance? Insouciance? What does that mean? Is that a word? Yes. I mean, you said it, so it must be. What does it mean? <laughs> Casual lack of concern, indifference. Insouciance. Insouciance. What a word. A nonchalant. <laughs> yeah, similar. Nonchalant. Unconcerned. Indifferent. Insouciance. Put in our Wild. jingle. <laughs> we might need to start jingle in a while. Insouciance. <laughs> wow. Despite the insouciance of his words, Eggsy is pretty much hanging on every breath Harry takes, hoping it will be the one that says yes. If you change your mind about this at any time, he says, and Eggsy waves him off. Yeah, yeah, you'll be all noble and gentlemanly and let me flee into the night without a peep. We do still have to continue working together forever. <laughs> yeah. But Harry, love, it's not going to happen, he soothes. And Harry's lips quirk, amused. Actually, I was going to say that I know at least a hundred persuasive techniques to convince you otherwise. And at least 50% of them involve the bedroom. And the other 50% mostly involve thumbscrews and pliers. <laughs> Sorry, what does that mean? Torture? I was finishing my drink. Okay. Torture? That's <laughs> only half listening. And going then you, to pull then out. you started talking about torture. <laughs> so <laughs> through me. You can either have sex. I can either convince you with sex or I can pull out your fingernails. In my brain, as I was... Trying to make sure my, that lemon didn't hit me in the face while I drank my last bit of drink. I missed that those were separate things. And I was like, what possible use of like thumbscrews could you use in a in sexual context? What does that mean? <laughs> okay, I'm back. I'm back. I've caught on. Don't think shame people, Grace. I'm not. Maybe not the first thing you do in a new relationship with a slightly older man. Yeah, you know, maybe don't start. Don't scare him. Don't start with thumbscrews. Work up. Yeah, work your way up. 
Eggsy grins at the man, leaning back against the headboard like he's not scared out of his mind. Kinky as hell, Harry, but let's stick with the first 50 for now. Harry's eyes seem to light up as they take an Eggsy grinning and crooking a finger. Harry manages to get up on his knees and crawl over the bedspread, which is, wow, really hot. How does he do that? He's straddling Eggsy's knees and leaning in. Uh, the hesitant tenderness in his eyes is only matched by that of his hands. Harry's hands shake when they cradle Eggsy Unwin's face as he kisses him for the first time. Harry is a fucking fantastic ki- kisser. Considerate, but still rather thorough, all things considered. Eggsy might be a little enthusiastic in his response, but honestly, he's wanted to snog this guy for the better part of a year. Now that he's got him, he's got some fantasies that need enacting, is what he's saying. A lot of these fantasies involve kissing, and he's not quite sure which one he wants to do first, so he gets a little muddled, but Harry seems to be enjoying it all the same. Harry pulls back far too soon, and Eggsy makes an annoyed sound and tries to follow that sinful mouth as he moves away. Harry's a little out of breath. Hell yeah, Unwin, not so bad at all. And the color is high in his cheeks. His eyes almost black and the pupils are so dilated. And the disheveled and dark eyes is a very good look on Harry Hart indeed. <laughs> it's not quite as good as the look of Harry Hart when he catches his breath and gives Eggsy a slow sort of smile that just shines. <laughs> it fucking glows with all the things that Harry hasn't quite said yet, except that he's been saying them forever and Eggsy's only now getting the hint. Mm. Idiot. He'll make it up to Harry later. Harry's dark eyes actually look a little wet now that Eggsy's looking closely, and he knows that he's not that bad of a kisser, so that can't be what's making Harry cry. Judging from the smile, I would f- it is kind like, of an intense uh, reaction is to just cry. But he's a sentimental old man, probably. You're just such a bad kisser. Guys, so ruined for me. <laughs> I was really hoping it would be good, and then it wasn't good. I was not expecting it, and then it was bad. <laughs> I was not expecting it. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> I don't think it would make you cry, though. Probably not. It's like a pretty typical like teenage girl experience. I was not expecting this kiss, and it was bad. And it was bad. I'm not going to cry about it. I'm just going to tell all of my friends. Right. <laughs> Judging from the smile, it's the good kind of crying. Actually, Eggsy's feeling a little damp-eyed himself, and he knows his own smile is twice as goofy as Harry's incredibly goofy smile. Something shifts then. Harry's eyes are watching Eggsy's face, where his hands are resting tenderly. His smile slips a little and softens in a not-nice way. A little sad. A little sheepish. My hands are shaking, he murmurs, and it sounds like an apology. Eggsy wants to tell him all the things he's been thinking over the last few months. He wants to say that Harry's still Harry, and still Harry is pretty fucking brilliant. He wants to say that he didn't fall in love with Harry's hands. He fell in love with Harry's smile, laugh, heart, and none of that changed a whit, so neither have Eggsy's feelings. He wants to say that Harry's the best Arthur the Kingsmen have ever had. Everyone says so. And no one is saying anything about a few shaky signatures that only bother Harry. He wants to say that he will do Harry's paperwork every day, shoot where Harry points every time, make Harry's tea every evening and dress Harry and undress him just as quickly. Every morning, he'll do these things and not because Harry needs him to. No, he'll do them because Eggsy wants to and wants it more than anything in the world every day for the rest of forever. Eggsy wants to say all these things, but he's still a little out of breath from snogging Harry, and he'd really like to get back to the snogging Harry bit. So he reluctantly pulls his hands away from where they've been playing with Harry's hair, and he puts them up for the man's inspection. Harry looks at them wondering, wonderingly, moving his own so that they meet digit to digit, all of them trembling like crazy. Eggsy may be a crack shot, but, there's only, but that's only because he's not nervous when he's shooting a gun. This right here? This is fucking terrifying, and it's also the best thing that's ever happened to him. 
except possibly walking out of a police station with a chip on his shoulder and meeting a softly smiling Harry Hart. And when Eggsy Unwin gets nervous, his hands shake. <laughs> this whole relationship is going to be like dating during an earthquake. Eggsy can't wait. <laughs> well, look at that. So are mine. Ah, Death. Aw. That was so sweet. I know. <laughs> so very sweet. So, in terms of like, what, when was this written, did you say? It was written in 2015. So, oh, so like very pre the sequel. Uh, and I, I guess I didn't ask, is this an actual thing that happens that like handshaking after he, after Harry comes out of his coma? I can't remember. I want okay. to say no. Probably not. And it, well, if, if anything, it's not super prominent if you don't remember it in like the plot. Because yeah. that would be a very like plot reasons yes. thing to throw in. Yes. This kind of felt like um, somebody maybe working through some like disability feelings, mm-hmm. which was like, and it was like handled so well that I'm real. I'm so curious who wrote this because uh, I teach special education. So I talk with kids about disability like truly all the time. And one of the things that like makes it different than other minority statuses is that like anyone can become disabled yeah and that was like so prominent in this that i was like this feels like someone who kind of like knew about that or had that experience Mm -hmm. and like wanted the like wanted to tell somebody that they loved them or like that they deserved love for like something that was like making them feel like not themselves and i'm like ah that's just a shit (laughs) my heart (laughs) my soul i don't even know these people (laughs) i know (laughs) Uh, Isn't it wild that fanfare can just do that? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked that we kind of like, we lean into the mentor relationship like when it, yeah, to help Harry feel like more safe in that relationship. Yeah. And so it's just like a very- Getting back to normal for him. Yes. Like his role. Yes. His role has not changed because yeah. of this and like that made yeah. him- You're still the same person. Yeah. You can still teach me how to do all of this stuff. And so it's just- like very sweet, oh, very cute. Yeah, so uh, cute. This one was very sweet, and it just made me be like, "Why did you? Why did you leave? Why did you orphan this?" I wait. I want to talk to you. <laughs> I, I want to ask you so many questions. It's like the most frustrating thing about orphan account and stuff is that you're just like, "Well, now we'll never know." My hope for them is like that they just, I don't know. I don't they know. know. They know they that knew, this was good. They knew. And <laughs> it wasn't orphaned because they were like, I don't know if this is good. Yeah. Like, I'm, I hope that they knew that it was good. I think they knew it was good. And um, it has 3,000 kudos. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah. So I, I hope <laughs> well they know. Well deserved. Well, one of them is mine after. <laughs> one of them is mine. <laughs> one of them is my kudos. That's always good. Uh, uh, but yes, it was it was very good. And we, I feel like we haven't said this as well. Everybody, we always link these in the show notes. So if you like any of these, even if it's orphan account, words, orphan accounted, <laughs> or can outed, you know, um, <laughs> even if it's orphan accounted or even if it's old, because we do do a lot of ones that are, especially this season, I feel like I was yeah. really d- diving into some archives. So if you did really appreciate the thick uh, on its own outside of our commentary, which you should, we bring you good things, go comment on them, give them kudos, give them their flowers. Give they them their deserve flowers. it. <laughs> Yes. So, to steer us out of this mush. Yeah. <laughs> Give me something that's not mush. <laughs> and for you, I think we need to lighten things up after this very unexpectedly heavy emotional fluff. Was this fluff? I don't know. I, th- ah, I think it had the... No, I don't think this was... I, I'm, t- I'm too sad for this to have been fluff. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is this hurt comfort? I'm thinking have I been too hurt? much about problems in the world <laughs> to have this be fluffy. I'm thinking, yes. Literal hurt comfort. Literal in hurt that comfort. that there's like physical disability going on. 
how did I get tricked into hurt comfort? There we go. Yes. Is no, that, a thousand percent. This is tricked into hurt comfort. Yes, I was tricked into hurt comfort. I was just watching the Kingsman doing some spy shit. And now I'm reading her comfort. <laughs> the tag says fluff. No, no. The, I don't think you can be both. I think this is a diagram that is two circles. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't the, be hurt with fluff. Fluff was, can't hurt me. Fluff, the fluff can't hurt me. <laughs> It's literally fluff. It has no sharp edges. That's the point. That's the point. That's the point. I, I can't be hurt by fluff. I feel like this is the thing we need to communicate to other people. It's I don't a, think they know. I don't think they know that fluff's not supposed to hurt you. Yes. It's anyway, a, yeah. how are we getting out of this hurt comfort place? We're going to steer out of this skid, hopefully, with a, uh, a fanfic with either Legally Blonde or Miss Congeniality. Ah. Some true fluff. Girl movies. Some <laughs> fluffy, just feminine empowerment. Feminine empowerment. Oh, that'll be fun. It's and then we are getting very close to the end of our season. Yes. So we, now is the time to submit time. to submit your five-star reviews yes. and request your 500-word fanfic that Grace or myself will write potentially during the season finale. Yes. You can do that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and send in your review via like screenshot or uh, otherwise send it in the review itself, what you want us to write. Uh, and that can go to our email, which is finepairingspodcast.gmail.com or any of our social medias, which is finepairingspodcast on TikTok, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, or whatever Twitter's iteration is now is Fine Pairings Pod. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. And during the regular season, you will see uh, videos of Grace or Grace and myself, not or. We're both here. Hello. Just uh, most of the time. Most of the, most of the time. Sometimes uh, one of the phone stops working. Yes. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> you never know. Almost never. Uh, one time. Just once. <laughs> Horrifically one time. The worst time. The worst time. Uh, anyway. So twice a month, you can see a video of the regular main feed uh, episodes. And during the off season, we will continue our Stephen Cream episodes where we will read smutty uh, fix. That's also a great place to interact with us. And another great place to interact with Don't us forget. is our Discord. Discord. Come hang out with us. Come watch movies with us. Come uh, shout about how we should have brought an imitation game fan fiction. <laughs> and you know a really good one. Yep. And here it is. And that's all she wrote. <laughs> that is all she we'll wrote. We'll see you next week for our female empowerment. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.